My name is Podrigo Tuma, and lots of the time poetry can be seen as an abstract art, but often I think a poet is trying to say something about I am, trying to speak of the dignity and the power of their own life, and that they're using that powerful word, I, and locating it in the poem to say something that's true for them, and because of that, it's true for many. Say My Name by Malaika Gisa Fatafehi. My name was my name before I walked among the living, before I could breathe, before I had lungs to fill, before my great-grandmother passed and everyone was left to grieve. My name was burst from a dream, a whisper from gods to a king, a shout into the stars that produced another that shone as bright. They held me without being burnt, humming lullabies in pigeon. My name was passed down from my ancestors. They acknowledged my roots grew in two places, so they ripped my name from the ocean and mixed it into the bloodlines of my totems. My name has survived the destruction of worlds and the genocidal rebirthing of so-called ones. It's escaped the overwhelmed jaw of the deathbringer many a time. It has survived the conflicts that resulted in my gods from both lands knowing me as kin, but noticing that I am painfully unrecognisable and lost. They are incapable of understanding the foreign tongue that was forced on me. My name has escaped cyclones and their daughters. It has been blessed by the dead as they mixed dirt, salt and liquid red into my flesh. My name is the definition of resilience. It is a warrior that manifested because of warriors. So excuse me as I roll my eyes or sigh as you mispronounce my name over and over again. Or when you give me another that dishonours my mothers and fathers, that doesn't acknowledge my lineage to my island home or the scents of rainforest and ocean foam. You will not stand here on stolen land and whitewash my name, for it is two words intertwined, holding as much power as a hurricane. Say it right or don't say it at all, for I am Malaika. I will answer when you call. is such an interesting one in terms of tracing the importance of name and um, asserting with full strength and validity and truth and power the power of a hurricane that the name should be pronounced correctly and not made to sound like something else that somebody might think oh your name sounds like that so I'll just call you what I recognise it to be rather than call you the name that's yours this poem recognises that the name carries within it heritage and story and dignity and power and resistances to empire and colonisation. 
Malaika Gisafatafehi is an indigenous black Pacifica and West Asian writer and she's asserting the stories in her name and the places that her name comes from and the places that her lineage comes from with a sense of power and with a sense of self-narration, a self-narration that has been threatened by the European projects for so often. This poem has a dedication at the beginning of it where she says, thank you, Dad, for my name. Thank you, Mum, for letting me keep it. Thank you, Sydney Nan, for saying my name lovingly every time. Lastly, thank you, Papa and Nan and the rest of my ancestors. I dedicate this all to you. So even in the dedication of this poem, there's ancestors, recent ancestors and long ancestors and the recognition of being able to keep a name for hearing a name being said lovingly and the name she's giving to people, Sydney Nan, Papa and Nan. The dedication of all of this to all of the ancestors going back to the places that she's from and to the blood that courses in her veins that she is um, declaring needs to be taken on its own terms and not translated into any name that sounds like it's from somewhere else. This poem does create a real particularity of place but it also opens up a real temporal and even liminal holding of space and time. My name was my name before I walked among the living, before I could breathe, birthed from a dream, a whisker from gods to a king. And then this, I will answer when you call, is the final line. There's a, a quest, a task, a level of rising to the dignity of being called to be a representative you and many others, not just one, but she is representing the mothers and fathers that have come before her, the people to whom she's dedicated the poem and the people who share the languages that she knows and the languages that have been taken away from her also. There's something so important in the recognition that when an indigenous language has been taken away from the place where it is native, that that is a a permanent lament amongst the people who were from there, the people who wished they could speak that language. You see this here in her poem, noticing that I'm painfully unrecognisable and lost. They are incapable of understanding the foreign tongue that was forced on me. She's speaking about these old gods that wouldn't understand her and perhaps that she wouldn't understand and this sense of being displaced even though you're in your own place, being internally displaced linguistically and the lament and the grief and the wound that that is and the recognition of a world that has been threatened and perhaps even destroyed and stolen. poem has six verses really and the final verse starts off by saying so excuse me as I roll my eyes or sigh as you mispronounce my name over and over again or when you give me another that dishonours my mothers and fathers and the mispronounce my name over and over again isn't just about now the over and over again from that echoes back into the past what are the ways over and over again that location and dignity and self-determination over and over again have been taken and each 
deliberate or undeliberate or who knows what mispronunciation of a name is an echo in the present of the over and over again that's been happening for a long time while peoples have been displaced from their own cultures, from their own languages and from their own self-determination. She speaks about being held without being burnt, the brilliance of her name, humming lullabies in pigeon. She's honouring the ways within which language and changes of language have evolved in all kinds of parts of the world. And she's saying this is the birth of a star. This is the birth of a power, the birth of a hurricane and not something that needs to be translated. This is something that needs to be encountered. And she is saying I, and by association, we need to be encountered within the names we give to ourselves and not the names that seem convenient for somebody who might find it easier or more convenient for pronunciation. She says that when you give me another name, you dishonour my mothers and fathers. Mothers and fathers, not just mother and father, mothers and fathers. This poem resists binary declarations over and over again. This poem says that she's from twin places, that there's all kinds of energies that live within her. Sea and bloodlines and roots and air. This poem is a very elemental poem and is creating a profound link with place and declaring place as well as declaring name and recognising that both place and name have been stolen. And this is a resilient declaration of saying, not from me and not from us. Say My Name by Malaika Gisa Fatafehi. My name was my name before I walked among the living, before I could breathe, before I had lungs to fill, before my great-grandmother passed and everyone was left to grieve. My name was birthed from a dream, a whisper from gods to a king, a shout into the stars that produced another that shone as bright. They held me without being burnt, humming lullabies in pigeon. My name was passed down from my ancestors. They acknowledged my roots grew in two places, so they ripped my name from the ocean and mixed it into the bloodlines of my totems. My name has survived the destruction of worlds and the genocidal rebirthing of so-called ones. It's escaped the overwhelmed jaw of the deathbringer many a time. It has survived the conflicts that resulted in my gods from both lands knowing me as kin, but noticing that I am painfully unrecognisable and lost. They are incapable of understanding the foreign tongue that was forced on me. My name has escaped cyclones and their daughters. It has been blessed by the dead as they mixed dirt, salt and liquid red into my flesh. My name is the definition of resilience. It is a warrior that manifested because of warriors. So excuse me as I roll my eyes or sigh as you mispronounce my name over and over again. Or when you give me another that dishonours my mothers and fathers, that doesn't acknowledge my lineage to my island home. 
or the scents of rainforest and ocean foam. You will not stand here on stolen land and whitewash my name. For it is two words intertwined, holding as much power as a hurricane. Say it right or don't say it at all. For I am Malaika. I will answer when you call. name comes from Malaika Gisa Fatafehi's Firefront, First Nations Poetry and Power Today. Thank you to Malaika for giving us permission to use her poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Bound is Chris Hegel, Aaron Colasacco, Siri Grassley, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Christiane Wartell, Karen Navar Wiki, Karen Towie, Suarisa, and me, Lily Percy. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Trikushen and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett. Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.